When I'm not hosting this podcast, I am writing books, but it is really hard for me to write when I'm at home, so I like to find remote cabins in the middle of nowhere to just hang out and write. But I hate the idea of my house just sitting empty, doing nothing but collecting dust and definitely not collecting checks. And that's why I'm an Airbnb host. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. Other popular side hustles are awesome too, don't get me wrong, but they often involve big startup costs. By hosting your space, you're monetizing what you already have access to. It doesn't get easier than that. And if you're new to the side hustle game and you're anxious about getting started, don't worry because you're not in this alone. Airbnb makes it super easy to host. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth a lot more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host. Hey guys, are you ready for some money rehab? Wall Street has been completely upended by an unlikely player, GameStop. And should I have a 401k? But you don't I don't do it? No, I know. Girl! You think the whole world revolves around you and your money? Well, it doesn't. Charge for wasting our time. I will take a check. Like a old school You recognize her from anchoring on CNN, CNBC, and Bloomberg. The only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand, Nicole Lappin. A huge part of being a boss at work is staying productive. I know that productivity normally is synonymous with working hard, which is true, but productivity is also a tool for work-life balance. If you're super productive during work hours, you'll hopefully be able to shut your computer down at the end of the business day and focus on some much-deserved self-care time. But let's be real, it's been hard to stay productive during this here pandemic of ours. Many of us have had to transition to working from home and balancing work and childcare. Not to mention, it's hard to stay on task when it feels like the world is falling apart around you. I have a ton of tips and tricks I use to stay productive. But if you want to kickstart your productivity, I have a strong suggestion. Ready? Here it is. A digital diet. I know. You were hoping I wouldn't say that, right? We know that social media is a productivity killer, but do you know how much time your phone is actually costing you? The average adult touches his or her phone 80 times per day. I can't think of anything else you do voluntarily 80 times a day. Not eat, not hug, especially now, not even smile. The average number of smiles per day for adults is 20. Your productivity will advance leaps and bounds if you cut down on your screen time. But it's no surprise that there's an addictive quality to your phone. If you can't quit your phone cold turkey, it's time for a detox. But don't worry, I'll tell you exactly how to do it. Here's my seven-day schedule for a digital detox. Day one, take little time outs. Don't look at your phone for a time frame that includes two meals, either from breakfast through lunch or lunch through dinner. For extra credit, turn it off completely. If you're traveling on a juice cleanse or anything that messes with your regular meal schedule, then take four consecutive hours off your phone. Day two, clean out the online riffraff. Go through the people you follow on Instagram and Twitter and remove anyone you aren't friends with anymore or don't have an interest in following. Apply the same principle that Marie Kondo talks about in her popular book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, only this time for your online life instead of your home life. Anyone you follow must spark joy, or at least 
interest. Unfriend Facebook friends who aren't actually friends and set your timeline settings to only see 20 or so people's updates at a time. Like, seriously, do you really need to be wasting any brain cells on what your seventh grade music teacher's daughter is eating for dinner? Um, no. Day three. Master your settings. Go into the settings section of your phone and take control. Do an audit of the push notifications you have on your phone. Which do you really need? I choose to receive only human notifications, like phone calls, and turn off any non-human notifications, like updates from apps or alerts from retailers. Do you really need to know when Nordstrom is having another anniversary sale? Or do you need to know the very second someone comments on your photo? Do you really need to see every time someone messages you on Tinder? I know, you must be getting lots and lots of messages. Our producer, Mike gets all of them. But remember, if you become on demand, you won't be in demand. Hold on to your wallets, boys and girls. Money Rehab will be right back. Now for some more Money Rehab. Day four. Clear the app barnacles off your phone and untether from subscriptions. Honestly, this is going to be a multi-hour time investment, but it will save your sanity for much longer. Start by looking at the apps you have on your phone. The average person has 60 to 90 apps on their phone, but only uses nine. It's like your closet is stuffed with clothes, but you pretty much only stick to two pairs of jeans, one hoodie, a black shirt, and sweatpants, let's be real. To get a sense of your personal app usage, check the battery settings on your phone, which show the percentage of time you spend on each app. Keep those with crazy high percentages and delete the ones that have little to no use. I'll bet you can delete about half of your apps right there. Next, rethink the apps you're paying for. How much are they really worth to you? Would it be better to allocate that $4.99 a month to something else in your spending plan? The answer is probably yes. Now delete any apps that keep you on the clock 24-7. Yes, yes, you're super duper important. I get it. You're a big freaking deal. But do you really need the Google Drive app on your phone? Sure, writing a book on your phone is possible via Google Docs. But even as fast as you can text, I bet you can type faster on a computer. So, Miss Austin, perhaps save your polished prose for proper computer time or good old pen and paper. Also delete apps that depress you. Studies have shown that while social media might make you happy in the short term by giving you that sweet hit of dopamine, it makes frequent users depressed in the long run by triggering low self-esteem. Think about what most of your friends are posting on social media. Big life updates, photos from their travel adventures, selfies when they're full of makeup and contour and have millions of filters at their disposal. It's a curated view of their lives. It's not representative of who they actually are, but who they want to be perceived as and geared toward instant liking gratification. And instead of avoiding this onslaught of staged fabulosity, research has shown that teens with poor mental health are actually greater users of social media, suggesting that they are seeking out interactions in order to feel less crappy and alone, which in turn only makes them feel more crappy and alone. I'll be the first to say that it's not just teens. In my adult years, I deleted photos that didn't get a lot of likes. I mean, what the fuck was that all about? And 
I was way hotter than I knew. <laughs> I would walk around naked if I had my 18-year-old body that I hated so much. I was addicted to seeking admiration and obsessing over if and when I got it while being jealous of others who had more of it. I'll be honest with myself, that's lame-ass behavior. If you find you're comparing yourself to others excessively, maybe it's also time to delete that app. Day 5. Leave your phone in another room to charge while you're asleep. Don't look at it for an hour before bed and for the first hour after you wake up. Studies have shown that excessive phone use is detrimental to your health. The blue light emitted from your cell phone screen is a wavelength that boosts our attention, reaction times, and mood during the day. But it has been shown to throw off your body's natural melatonin levels, making it more difficult for you to fall asleep at night, get that good yummy REM sleep, and wake up rested in the morning. So ban the blue around bedtime. Day six. Take a social media fast. No social media usage for one full day. You're probably on social media sites that I'm not cool enough to even know about. So I'll trust that you're thinking of all the ones you use from Instagram to Snapchat to LinkedIn to YouTube to Pinterest. And yes, other apps like Venmo are technically social media sites, which you might not realize. I no longer have social media apps on my phone and try to log in with a browser when I actually use social media. Not having such easy access to them makes me feel way happier. What about you? When you're off social apps, do you feel happier? You'll never know until you try. Boss bitches like Emma Stone and Jennifer Lawrence don't even use social media, and they're doing just fine. Day 7. Unplug for the whole entire day. Like, no phone, no internet, no hashtag no filter, nada. And I don't mean keep your phone with you, but put it in your back pocket on vibrate or face it down on the table, as that actually creates the same effect of being distracted because you know it's there. So the only way to actually not be distracted is to not have it with you at all. You can do it. This is your final exam, but also the beginning of a new chapter of your digital life. Regardless of how and where you accomplish it, I promise you will make it out of this detox alive. So don't have FOMO, fear of missing out. Have JOMO, joy of missing out, because you're saving your time, your money, and your mood. For today's tip, you can take straight to the bank. Ironically enough, there are apps out there that help you track your time on your phone and others that help with digital detox by sending you notifications when you've been sitting on one screen for too long, for instance. If you check your phone's settings and preferences, you might also have a way to manage screen time and schedule shutdown time. This idea might seem a little backward, but if you want to try these apps as part of your commitment to technology moderation, be my guest. If it works for you, it works for me. is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Our producers are Morgan Lavoie and Mike Coscarelli. Executive producers are Nikki Etor and Will Pearson. Our mascots are Penny and Mimsy. Huge thanks to OG Money Rehab team Michelle Lands for her development work, Catherine Law for her production and writing magic, and Brandon Dickert for his editing, engineering, and sound design. And as always, thanks to you for finally investing in yourself so that you can get it together and get it all. You spend my-